I had a hobby too. Mine happened to be guns and ballistics. And I studied guns and ballistics as much as I could, and I wrote an article about high velocity. So out of all my years working at Weatherby, the last five have been some of the most exciting. Working with Adam, with him running the company. And to think that I get the opportunity of carrying on my grandfather's legacy 75 years later here in Sheridan, Wyoming, I mean, it really is a dream come true. On our mark, the Weatherby Podcast. Welcome back to On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. I'm Luke Torkelson, your host. To my left, I've got Tyler Great Hen. Yep, that's me. Our marketing manager. <laughs> and freshly back from BC, we've got Adam and Brenda Weatherby. And Thanks for allowing us to be your special guest today. Luke. You are the special guest, Adam. <laughs> yes, thank uh, you. Welcome to your podcast. Um, really glad to have you here today. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> the commute down the hallway was long. It was long. It was really long. You had recently a longer commute, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so since I've known you, going on five years, I think now, um, you've been talking about like the stream hunt that you've always wanted to do, mm. and you recently got to do it. Mm. So I don't want to take any of the thunder, but you, we want to hear about it. Sure. Yeah, we, Brenda and I just got back from British Columbia where I got to go on my first mountain goat hunt. And so I think ever since hunting my first sheep uh, in 2015, got to hunt doll sheep in northern territory of uh, Canada. And I think ever since then, just being in that high country and the rocks and just the beauty of that northern territory, um, I just thought, um, and I'd, I'd seen... Well, I always thought it'd be cool to hunt a goat. And I remember I was in northern BC on a elk and moose hunt um, some years ago as well. And I remember flying out with the pilot in his 206. And he goes, hey, you want to see some goats? And he took me up <laughs> in the backcountry there in northern BC and just flew right by this, like, sheer rock face. <laughs> and there's these goats white dots just <laughs> like on the side and i just remember going those would be so cool to hunt i don't know how we'd ever get to them but it'd be really fun i think that's when it kind of solidified me in me as it, during that time was like these would be fun to to come up and hunt someday yeah yeah so you had an opportunity to come up mm-hmm. this past summer and there was maybe an extra spot to go and you're like i think i'll take the camera guy mac or maybe luke you could come and film and then the next day you're like <laughs> psych <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh i asked brenda to come and be my cameraman that's a better mm-hmm. option i think mm-hmm. than mac or i it is yeah <laughs> yeah it definitely definitely was yeah yeah i got a crash course on filming with f-stops that's right it was basically like okay well take it on every f-stop available and one of them will be right so um trial and error it was great i went by luke's office when he was giving brenda the training on the camera and the lenses and he even had a powerpoint up on the screen i had had a diagram you know like on what an f-stop you know like the lower number the blurry the background's gonna be yeah some of it the photos good. turned out great, so yeah, yeah. good job. Mm-hmm. Yep, good. and when you're yeah. in BC, you it don't have to be a great photographer because mm-hmm. it's so, so that's how so yeah, that's beautiful. what they say makes a good photographer is they they go to good places. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is actually true. <laughs> Put me on those Nat Geo trips, and I could probably take some good pics too. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. I'd never been to Canada, and Adam had been up there hunting quite a few times, so I. I begged him, and he yeah, it was beautiful, and and so you know, knew it was gonna be a horseback, and just a really cool hunt, and so just knew it'd be a fun opportunity. Um, they had one tag available, and um, so she knew I'd want. She let me. I might have one time said, "Well, you could hunt the goat." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. honey. Just going along <laughs> was so great. She came along, but we knew we we wanted some good content from it, you know, while we're up there and stuff. So right. yeah, just the. Just the two of us headed on up there. It's so like awesome. timeline when you decided to go on mm-hmm. the hunt. When when was that in like oh, reference to that? It was right after show season, like last late winter, early spring. Um, I had an outfitter um, that I had been in touch with for probably about three years. I have a friend who's an outdoor writer who hunted with them years ago. And I said, ideally, I'd want to go somewhere in southern BC because then I, you know, I'm a pilot and, and a lot of people know that. So I could fly my plane if it's too much more north. It's probably a little far for me. And um, and so I just knew, oh, if I could find a good place in southern BC, it's not far from Wyoming, it'd be easy to get to, I could figure out how to clear customs. So I had a, a, a friend of mine who's an outdoor writer and just said, man, I went with these guys, horseback, remote cabin, like as authentic as you can get, great goats, beautiful, 
so I talked to these guys a few years ago. They're called uh, Elk Valley Bighorn Outfitters. Shout out. <laughs> yep, and um, Elk Valley, and uh, started talking to uh, Ryan and Sam, and just a bunch of great guys, and they'd been recommended, and it was one of those, ah, okay, you know, when when am I going to get up there? And they contacted me this spring and had an opening, and so we jumped on it. So you yeah, booked nice. a mountain goat hunt with Elk Valley Bighorn. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, goat is not in their name. They do, uh, they do elk hunts. Um, they actually do bighorn sheep hunts too. Yeah. But it was um, in the Elk Valley. That's yeah, why they're yeah. called Elk yeah, Valley. Yeah, it is actually yeah. called the Elk Valley. Um, is is where we hunted. In out the of. did you see any elk? What do you call them? Kootenays. Kootenays, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did not see bighorn, but another. So there's another gentleman that was hunting goat up there at the same time, yeah. and they saw um, some bighorn, uh, bighorn sheep one day. Uh, some using lambs. Sweet. Yeah. Uh huh. Pretty cool. cool. That is cool. Yeah. So walk us through the timeline of or or the hunt. So leaving Sheridan and took your plane. Yeah, it was actually my first international trip, uh, in a as with me as a pilot. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. have been out of the country <laughs> before, uh, and so I knew like clearing customs. I was actually more nervous about that for the weeks leading up to it than anything else about the hunt. It was just the logistics of that and not wanting to um, do something wrong and like have F-18s like come up next to me in the plane or something and yeah, tell uh, me to pilot, pull over. Please, uh, just <laughs> and you're like, it's a cardigan, <laughs> but thanks for noticing. <laughs> Why was I just thinking of that line? Um, and so <laughs> pull over. So, uh, anyways, yeah, did that. And so we flew, flew in up there and actually had a custom, a couple, uh, great friendly custom Canadian agents that uh, met us at the airport and kind of did everything. And so it was just an easy nonstop flight here from Wyoming to be able to get up there and, um, which is great. It's easier for bringing firearms and, um, all that kind of stuff, yep. you know, to be able to not go commercial. And then knowing we wanted to bring uh, meat and cape and horns and stuff like that back too, it just kind of provided for an easy opportunity to get up there and a whole lot less travel time. Way simple. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was easy, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was easy for you. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> She's a co-pilot. Yep. Yeah. It was easy and yeah, it was quick. fun coming into land. It's just beautiful. I mean, the mm-hmm. mountains up there in BC are just, uh, just gorgeous. Uh, Canadian Rockies, just absolutely yeah, beautiful. So for sure. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we flew up there, and then um, yeah, basically met up uh, the next morning. Actually, somehow found an amazing restaurant that night. Uh, might have been Top us and tequilas. Yeah, uh, might have been Brenda's like highlight of the trip was oh, that dinner. Sounds like my kind of place. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was not like like a hunting camp. We we ate good in hunting camp. It just was different than hunting camp. <laughs> yeah, so. sounds very nice. Yes. So <laughs> land and then you eat out hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We drove yeah. that night a little ways and ate. And then the next morning, basically, uh, outfitter was going to show up at seven or eight in the morning, and then uh, we were going to drive. A couple hours from there, kind of into the mountains, right. uh, we were going to meet at a base camp, and then uh, we're going to saddle up our horses and head up uh, about five miles from there on horses to where then our true base camp was going to be uh, for the hunt. So um, showed up um, that day, and uh, essentially it was get there and then maybe do a little bit of glassing that night and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which kind of the crazy thing about goats is you can just – Glass them from low country and just glass them up from camp up at the top of these peaks that are, you know, 2,500, 3,000 feet higher than you, but not far, but just really high towering sure. around you. Yeah. And you can just kind of glass from there. So we, yeah, anyways, we packed up on the horses and had a great, great ride in, which was super fun. Good horses. And it's always fun to, I don't know, something about hunting on horses. It's just fun. So Was it a good string or was it just a few horses? Like So total we had... Um, so there was another hunter along with us, and so there was two guides, two hunters, Brenda and a camp cook that, uh-huh. that went up there. And then uh, they'd had some of camp already packed in, sure. so there sure. wasn't too many yeah. horses. There's a I little string that came with us, eight horses or something. During a couple supply two. horses. Yeah. I think we had yeah. three supply horses or yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, but it was great. Uh-huh. And we we got to camp. It was just pristine. Like, everything was yeah. – like it was – totally just set up and beautiful and full kitchen and um yeah it was one of the nicer outfitted camps backcountry camps that you have to pack into, into sure. that you can't bring yeah. a truck sure. to because yeah. you know it all has to be horsed and packed in and just yeah it was beautiful yeah. clean i mean we had a little dinky wood stove in our little uh, cabin and fresh wood chopped right outside of it i mean it's type of deal where yep. running you water know, into the kitchen I was like wow this is pretty well, when we hunted mule deer mule yeah. deer with you luke you know a few weeks ago did we ever do a podcast on that one i can't remember 
But anyways, no, we did. We were. I don't think so. No. 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 We'll have to we do, should that do that one because that was an awesome. That was a great hunt. We should she definitely wants. do that. But I mean, you know, we're sleeping. We packed in five miles, all on our backs, sleeping in the rain on the ground, and then you show up at a place like this. You ride in on horses. Uh, you know. Brenda may or may not have brought some box wine with us to sip around the <laughs> evening around the fire. So, uh, yeah, that was actually part of the stop the night before, gotcha. after dinner. Um, That's just smart, really. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, it really is. Helps you sleep better. So, uh, so yeah, it was a cool camp. And then here's the cool thing about it. It was the weather. You know, the weather down here has been phenomenal, you know, this fall. Uh, a little too warm for a lot of hunting scenarios, yeah. but just easy to get around in. And I actually, we were booked for the week after, and it worked better for my schedule and for theirs to move in, and we moved it earlier, earlier in the year. Well, as it turns out, like, two days after we packed out, it just snowed and rained for, like, Non-stop. 10 days straight. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So we had, like, timing, gorgeous weather. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. The so trees, cool. I mean, the leaves oh, on the trees, gosh. everything was changing. It was just gorgeous. Just drop dead. Yeah. Beautiful. Super steep mountains. I mean, so the train's just rocky, rocky goat country up high. You're, like, in a canyon or... Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, in essence, some lakes uh, were up in there. So just, you know, those kind of turquoise lakes. Um, we rode up at one point to basically the, the mouth where the glacier was. So, I mean, yep. these are glacier-fed turquoise lakes. You know, the kind of stuff you see on, like, those Instagram accounts or something, you know? Yeah, like a storybook type right. setting. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's just... It was unbelievable. It was, uh, it was super pretty. So it's kind the, of this, um, that little cabin at that one little lake that people, like, backpack mm-hmm. into, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, mm. it's like a public cabin. Oh, okay. It was pretty cool. Yeah. There's, like, a guitar sitting in there, and, <laughs> yeah. like, you know... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really uh-huh. cool. Yeah, um, so the outfitter obviously has, you know, a lease for permits, you know, to be sure. able to hunt this area, so we're the only non-residents that could hunt there there could be residents we didn't run into any resident hunters at all and we were the only right. non-resident because you have to have the outfit in order to do that what's so. the what's the elevation um we were at um we were at about five yeah, yeah. At, okay. at uh at camp. At, at camp and then like at one point you know i was up at about 85 would have oh, been wow. the and and again that's not a lot of miles to get to the 8,500. <laughs> just straight up. Just, just straight just up. Next just go year. straight up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's goat. Goat country. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the valley is still kind of low, real wooded. And then, you know, as you just go up, it, you know, it gets above the timberline, goes to rock pretty quick. Yeah. So. The, that first night that you're glassing, did you see anything? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We saw like goats. five or six. From camp. Yeah, from camp. It's encouraging. Nanny, so always. Like, here's yes. like the anticipation. <laughs> is like I mean, I here's the thing. Um, <laughs> on the way in, so here's the deal about goats, right? You go hunt like uh, we were hunting elk this weekend, actually, after the goat hunt. But um, Brenda tagged a nice bull, by the way, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a podcast. But um, <laughs> uh, I've had her biggest bull yet. But, you know, when you're hunting elk, it's like from a long distance, you don't, you don't have to decide whether it's a cow or a bull. It's Even with obvious. an elk, you can decide if it's a three if it's a three hundred inch elk or a three fifty elk. It's just you get a good spot, or you can tell. If you haven't hunted mountain goats a lot, um, you know, Nanny's got horns and Billy's got horns, <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> Nanny's can be longer. And so, actually, on the way up there, we were watching again a first mountain goat hunt. There's a video that Rocky Mountain Goat Alliance put out. Um, yep. Stephen Rennell actually narrates it. Yep. And yep. it's like eight minutes long, and. We were, I watched it beforehand, and then on the way up, we were listening to it and, uh, you know, just trying to really, you know, get the difference between them. And then a, a younger Billy to a mature Billy, and up there we were going to shoot. I think legally we could shoot a nanny, but for the population and, and conservation for reasons sure. and trophy reasons yeah. and all the things, going after Billy. So when you're at camp and you're glassing up to these things, you're like, yep, there's a white furry dot. <laughs> and then sooner goat. or later, it's a goat. goat. <laughs> so you can't tell. Like, we stalked a bull elk at a mile and a half on Sunday. And we knew it was a shooter elk from a mile and a half right? versus a smaller bull. Um, you can't at a mile and a half. You, you doesn't may, matter how good Maybe your could tell is. his yeah. the gender, maybe, <laughs> but certainly not the age. And so even for experienced mountain goat hunters, that's difficult. So it's hard when you spot them at camp to know, is that worth a day? To go find out if that's a goat you want to shoot. That's a great question. Yeah. So that's that's the so we kind of realized that actually they knew some, but were a little bit closer. We were right. nannies. One was possibly a Billy, and uh, we were going to go kind of up in a different area. But we did see goats, you know, that first night. So yeah. So you go to bed with the box wine, mm-hmm. and you're you're pumped because you get right <laughs> to camp. I yeah. would be pumped. If you yeah, see, you I'd there. be like, not there's sleepy. goats here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the what's the first hunting day look like? Brent? 
um, we took we this was going to be our long touring day. We we're going to kind of see Put what we could see. Down. Yeah. Yep. So I think we went a total of 15 miles. Um, most of that by horse, but maybe three or four walking. Um, and we pretty much went down the whole valley. So we didn't go up high, but we thought let's let's kind of see what we can see. Glassing from the bottom. Glassing yeah. from your the neck, bottom. Literally, your neck hurts. Yeah. Because so of like the angle. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. So there was a couple spots that was like there should have been lots of goats. We actually didn't see that many goats that day. <laughs> I think we saw like two or something. We saw like one nanny and two younger billies that whole day. Yeah, so that was yeah. not really uh-huh. encouraging because this was the day that they're like, no, you should see so many goats. And the guide was like, yeah, we usually see, there's usually 15 goats on this hill. Yeah. So it was Uh-oh. warm, <laughs> and yeah. we it did find warm. out they're they're up as high as they could be in shady, craggy places. Yeah. 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 It was probably at least 60, wasn't it? I don't know. It was warm. Yeah. It, got it warm. was warm. It's yeah. cold at night in the morning, but yeah. Um, yeah. But it was a beautiful day. Um, just going by all these lakes and got you know, inside of the glacier and stuff. So that was awesome. Um, but when we came back, we were like, mm, we got to look somewhere else. Like, we're not going back to a spot that... There's no ghost. So it was a fun trail ride. It was a fun <laughs> trail ride. We did a Some lot of... armed <laughs> trail riding. <laughs> uh-huh. We did a lot of glassing. Um, we had yeah, a great a little picnic lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we did. It was awesome. No box but wine. But not a lot of action. <laughs> no, 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 no box wine for the picnic lunch. No, we leave that. That for was the water. Night time. Yeah. Um, so it was a it was a super long day, but but not a lot of goats. Not real first productive. day, and yeah. I could tell the guys were like, okay, we're gonna you know we're gonna have to work for them. I think sometimes goats are. Um, I mean, you always have to hike to get up to them, but just spotting them, and sometimes you can be a little more picky and, mm-hmm. and choosy. And again, we were only going to shoot a, a mature billy and so um, we saw zero that day so uh-huh. um yeah wow okay mm-hmm. yeah day one so that yeah. was that was day highs one. and lows uh-huh. Little uh-huh. Bit. Yeah, yeah it was like okay we're gonna you know and then so the other hunter had got back and uh, larry which larry is such awesome. a great guy he's a great guy yeah, yeah. Um, missouri is that where he's retired from? no michigan uh-huh yep, yeah retired sheriff and just had a had a great time with him and Kind of a dream hunt of his. He'd been on an unsuccessful mountain goat hunt previous, mm. and so he was um, looking to uh, looking to get a mountain looking goat. Looking for redemption. Yeah, so he was up there and really enjoyed sharing camp with him. Did um, he see anything that day? They they, I think his guide ended up seeing some you know further up, um, you know there and stuff. And yeah. I know he he'd actually had ankle surgery here a couple of years ago, and so. I think, you know, he was like, look, when I when I see one and I'm going to get on those rocks, uh, it could be like a one-round trip, and that's let's about uh, it. <laughs> let's make it count. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they had seen some goats, but not nearly as many as they thought, and nothing that they could go shoot that day. Yeah. Gotcha. And in fact, I don't think that anything they were going to go back after the next day because they were going to go look in a different area. So mm-hmm. we did kind of – we perused a lot of miles and didn't see any shooter shooter mm-hmm. buildings that day. So, Which okay. he said is very unusual. Usually they're, they have a goat down like the first – day or two so can are you sensing yeah, any yeah. panic in the guides oh no Not no yet. i mean we we're gonna day. give it time we knew we did have some pretty extreme weather towards the end of the trip um how many days did you have like set to be in camp? well we had set seven we okay. had we were gonna have about maybe five before a, a real bad snowstorm came in um so our goal was to be done we were hoping five. to be done by five yeah was the goal yeah yeah yeah, but we had a bit had a bit longer. I also was flying back, and we had some things after this, and so I also didn't want to get snowed in BC and for ten days in, in a week. hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we did want to get out of there too. Fernie you know, is to a nice, out, nice so. little town, though. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, day two. Day two was interesting <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of reasons. It was so, interesting. Um, it was a great day. Yeah, I got up, went in the kitchen, get some coffee. Coffee wasn't made, went back. and um, Before we knew it, um, there was a little accident in camp that morning. And uh, unfortunately, the camp cook, who's just a sweetheart, uh, burned herself real bad in the kitchen. Like, mm. real bad. At like 7 in the morning. Or it was dark, yeah. 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 Yeah, before we were going to get out of there. It was a pretty serious injury. Yeah, but but hard to ride out, but not helicopter serious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she couldn't not, ride. Not life-threatening. Yeah, but needed a Very lot of ice and water and, and needed, needed attention. There were all males in camp. Except for hunting guides and things mm-hmm. like that. Except for Brenda. And so yep. if you know Brenda, 
She cares about people more than hunting. I do too. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it, but I do. <laughs> and so... Uh, I think it was just, I kind of knew that was the right thing to do would be to stay back with her and make sure she was taken care of. And so that's what I decided to do that day. And she said, mm-hmm. Brenda said, look, if I was her and in that pain and needed, you know, stuff, cold stuff every five minutes and those things, I would... Um, I, I would probably really want somebody with me all day. That'd be a yeah. very yeah. painful day. Like she's um, not moving not. around on her own no. very well no. or no. at all. No, not mm-hmm. at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. So it was very painful. So actually. Brenda said, yeah. "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay back today um, and uh, and and help with that situation." And you know, I I was you know torn because I was I was ready to go shoot a goat <laughs> and I wanted Brenda to be there. But I knew uh, pe- camera guy. people are people are <laughs> yeah. more important, and that's what Brenda said that morning. She said, hey, you know, God has us every day. He's got a plan lined out, and my plan today is to uh, help look after the injured camp cook. Awesome. Well, and your plan is to go a, shoot a goat. It was going to take multiple days for you guys to even find one. Yeah, so. I mean, you didn't see I a goat I got lots before. of time. How I'm many just times gonna, have you hunted with me? Come I'm on, just going to, like, save my energy for the day <laughs> one counts. <laughs> yeah. you know? But it, to make it clear, she was doing it to, to help. She didn't need a day off. She was she was anxious to get out of there big time, you know, to go up there. Yeah. So Fine. we know Brenda can hang. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Definitely have worked out. With I Brenda. think she packed out on that mule deer hunt. She packed out more weight than I did. But I didn't want to tell anybody. It's, it was close. We did. all had a lot of weight. We on did. That trip. We did. Yeah. So uh, I left her in the morning with my guide. Yep. Larry and his guide went out. And our plan that day um, was to go um, park the horses about hour and a half from camp so okay. right about an hour and a half quite a bit uphill about as far as you could in the timber tie up the horses and then start rock climbing so with with i offered to stay back at the camp the problem was <laughs> the tag was in my name <laughs> yeah i didn't offer that'd have been fun <laughs> so in hopes and all i just did a bad job in hopes that there's a goat like that's correct yeah so so basically we weren't seeing them from the bottom yeah from the valley floor, and so the idea was we're going to have to get up there in their kitchen and start poking around uh, these different rocky peaks that kind of, uh, you know, circle around and do these different things so we right. could start – we're going to have to go into their kitchen to find them. Right. Um, when you can't see them from down there, they're just up there hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goats that we had seen had been incredibly high, so they said, let's get up there and let's glass. Right on. So we tied up the horses and then went kind of on a non-trailed pretty – very steep, very deadfall, uh, you know, like an hour. The first hour of hiking was straight up in deadfall. Then I'm like, oh, I can't wait till I get out of this, till I got out of that. <laughs> and then it was shale and rock. Just, just and it got, <laughs> yes, basically it was steep scree. Um, and I was wishing I was in the steep deadfall um, at that point. And so, um, so at some point, that was the day we were up glassing at 8,500, camps at 5,000. And yeah, so that's a, that's a ways up. Yeah. So up. it was, it was a lot. There was probably, I mean, a half mile of like 1500 feet, you know, at the end type of thing. So, um, it was, it was, a um, it was a lot to get up there. Um, to be honest, like it, it you know, it fatigued me. I was tired <laughs> and, and, uh, we were up there glassing and kind of cooled off cause it was so warm down below and I could tell why the goats were up there. And man, we got up on top of this one just rocky cliff and then looked off the other side down into it which we wouldn't be able to see for the and i'm like literally right below us could have just been goats because it's these just rocky little outcroppings super shady cool breeze and you know tons we're of like, places to hide this is where they're yeah. going to be as a place just like this yeah so we spent an hour or two up top and are more just kind of hiking and repositioning ourselves where we could get different vantage points um, up in, you know, 100% of these rocky areas. Now, there would be, just right below it, there'd be grass, it, it, sure. grass, yeah. what, some sort of yeah. feed kind of in the rocks, you know, sheep do, similar yeah. sort of things. So they could they could literally hang on these rocky ledges, bed, kind of come over here and do these things. And then there was some snow they could get some moisture at, um, yeah. you know, uh, little patches of snow here and there and stuff like that too, so... Um, you know they could they could sur- they can survive in the high country. Obviously, doesn't seem like do. there's any food for them really. I mean, like it's crazy. It's not like it's not like a golf no. course of grass. No. <laughs> it's mm. just like little twigs of grass every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, at basically, at, um, fast forward till two o'clock. Okay, we're up top, and we said, well, let's hike over this one next ledge and just kind of look down this one area of an area we hadn't seen. 
And so the moment we popped over, there was, we were cliffed out straight ahead of us, straight down 1,500 feet, just straight just rock, just straight. Full on cliff. Straight down. Yeah. 1,500 feet. Straight ahead of us on the next neighboring cliff was one billy bedded in a little like grassy portion of the middle of the rocks at about the same elevation across over there, 900 yards. So we put the spotter on them, um, and again, even at 900 yards, and this guy's probably guided 50 successful goat hunters, um, really, really good guide, um, and a bunch of sheep hunters, and he'd been up there in high country. He's like, that's a billy, that's and a I'm billy. pretty sure that's a good billy <laughs> until I'm not, maybe later, you know, because you just don't know. Yeah. And so we said, well, let's assume that's a good billy, and we wanted to make a play today, like how are we going to get to it? Well, we knew that it was to drop 1,500 feet, back down, kind of not all the way where we'd came from, but maybe halfway, loop back into a valley in between it where we could get under it at maybe four to 500. Okay. If, if it stayed. And it's 2 o'clock. It's 2 o'clock. And that doesn't sound like a, like a two-hour situation. Uh, well, maybe. no, yeah, because yeah. We, could, we could head down some steeper areas and, okay. and, and cut that off. So we actually figured it'd be about two hours gotcha. to get to them. Okay. So I, I actually had a bar of phone service. I texted Brenda. Yeah. He said, well, we saw Billy, but all three things have to happen. It has to be a good Billy. <laughs> um, it has to still be there when we get there. And I don't remember what your third And we got to get within range. And we got to get within range. And yeah. so I was like, yes, they're probably not going to be None of those are going <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm wanting him to get a goat that day because you always want have an opportunity but the other part i'm like oh i really don't want to miss it um but i kind of was like well it is what it is so uh right because we yep. knew the other thing we knew by this point already was goats they were seeing were leaving the areas they were in like it's not as if you know a certain game you can go back and that white tail is going to be on that passage patch yeah, yeah that's for sure we were experiencing kind of the opposite and they were going over into different basins yeah and so Kind moving. of at that point, it was going to be two days down if we didn't get that one. And then, you know, we're like just not sure because here's the deal. The other guide had been there the day before. There was not a goat back in this basin. Oh, he just. Then the goat appeared. Yeah. So it was a little bit of hocus pocus with these things. Okay. So I texted her and in my heart, I'm like, I kind of hope it doesn't work out. And I hope we could just shoot one tomorrow. But I also knew. That if I got within range You're and the goat was there and it was a mature billy, you know me, Luke. You've oh, seen yeah. me in the moment. Brenda yeah. knows me. Well, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, if you have the opportunity, you better I shoot it. I did not want to get on that. I don't think you can stop him. Uh, no. You, <laughs> <laughs> when you get on that plane and you come home, I did not want to have a regret for not shooting a billy, right? Yeah, if, sure. if I got within range. For sure. But obviously, I wanted Brenda there. So we dropped off and it was, it was a pretty painful drop off. I mean, it was so steep. The rocks were bad. I got bad ankles and had two trekking poles out and um, had the big camera gear with me because my cameraman was gone. <laughs> and uh, the gun, I made him the take gun everything. and spotting scope. And so we dropped mm. down and uh, came off the backside. And we could have taken, he wanted to take me, hey, we could take this shortcut. And I looked down this scree like drainage, and the, the angle of uh, descent was rather steep. And I, it was like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to add 20 minutes. But. I'm gonna like even just three years ago, I'd have gone down it, and I'm like, I twisted my ankle on the mule deer hunt. And I yeah. got a weak ankle. I just said, I'm not gonna go down that. Let's go around. So I, I'm getting wise. <laughs> That's good. Maybe. That's good. So we went around. <laughs> we get down to the bottom and we look up where that goat is, and we see three goats. Mm, he multiplied. Uh huh. <laughs> and they were to the right of where he was. And we kept looking, and he kept going, man, those look like younger goats. But we couldn't really tell. And then so he's like, shoot, where'd the other one go? We keep hiking along the bottom. And we get to 900 yards. I, I know it's been two hours at this point, but, but we had to go back around to get to the bottom in order to get into yeah. the bottom of the basin where he was. And so we kept hiking and started to realize those three goats probably weren't shooter goats, um, that they were younger. Right. Then we could all of a sudden see the grassy patch where that one billy was that we'd spotted a two was and he wasn't there so then i started to go cool so we had one he's gone now we have three they're not shooter billies so i started to go okay well this will probably just yeah. work out and it'll be a big long day and i was gonna be really sore the next day and so we kept moving forward and we wanted to get a better look at these other goats and also see where did the other goat yeah, go somewhere mm -hmm. yeah. he either went 
up and out of the basin or he fed down. Fed down would be towards where we were going. Mm-hmm. So long story short, we get to the end of the basin and he fed down oh. and he was feeding off like right to the end of this dead end basin that we were in with, you know, a sheer 2000 foot cliff at the, you know, it was a dead end, right? Yeah. This little basin, dead end cliffs around Perfect. you at, you know, three sides. So he can't really go too many well, places. Well, he, he was feeding down and over a little saddle towards another basin. Okay. Mm-hmm, which would have been impassable for us. Okay. And we briefly saw him, but he went out of sight, and there was like a hill in between us. And so we went, if we're going to go get him, we got to like get to that hill. Basically, <laughs> we're going to get to that little hill and be about 350 yards, probably spook him because we're going to be falling on rock. The only play is really aggressive. But yeah. yes, yeah. we're going to go 50-50. We blow him out or he gets over the basin. Let's just go see what happens. Yeah. So sure enough, we go like I'm falling. It's like uh, uh, you're going up at that point. I had the rifle, you know, on my sling, falling down, just trying to get up. It was a scream mound. I don't even know what to call <laughs> things up there. A hill, like a pebble pile. A hill of rocks <laughs> that when you step on them, slide down. And I'm, we're trying to be totally quiet because we're within 500 yards of a goat yeah and it sounds like sasquatch is sneaking up on this thing <laughs> which they have up there too but that's another podcast that's a different tag <laughs> and so <laughs> believe <laughs> and so uh basically we get up to the top of this thing it, we can't see him and w- there was a period of a few minutes where we're like he's gone like what happened we scared him off and it's not like they p- run away like a bull elk when you're on it like they they move like they decide and they go somewhere but it's not like they prance (laughs) right (laughs) you know they're not like you know just like a white hill no or white tail so we get up there and uh long story he comes into view 300 350 yards but right when we sees him we sees him right when we sees him (laughs) he sees us and, and he'd hurt us yeah, he's alert. And so at that point, it was, okay, Brenda's not there. So I'm like, Wayne with that. You know, this final, like, do I want to shoot him, even though I knew I was going to shoot him. But I had that ethical <laughs> battle, that, that, that thing in my mind. Sure. But I knew I was going to shoot him. And then double-checking with my guide, seeing how it was is my it first. Good? Is that a mature Billy? And one of the things I've known for is, like, when I know I want to shoot, I drop down, and, and then before you can count to, like, one, like, I just pull the trigger. I shot out animals from under people. I just <laughs> killed stuff before I even decide to kill it. Video people so can't catch video the people, shot. Video my yeah. bighorn sheep I drew in Oregon, he said one, two, and I shot on three. I didn't know I had to wait till a second You're after three. On four. Yeah. And then yeah. I, I didn't get that on film. So, so sure enough, he goes, um, that's a mature Billy. That's a shooter. Well, like literally just dropped down, had my Spartan bipod on the front, and uh, had the the uh, Weatherby Backcountry 2.0 carbon yeah. TI 338 Weatherby RPM. Yeah, and we got a all lot of the names. things, <laughs> all the things, and uh, and uh, just I had the Leupold VX6 HD on it, and zoomed in a little bit, and uh, pulled the trigger, and then I go. I think it was a hit. And he goes, I don't know you're shooting yet. <laughs> I go, he said he didn't catch the first two. Didn't even. No. So then like, I didn't know you were like, shooting. No, it sounded out. like a hit. And I felt really good about it. He already told me, um, you know, rolling goats is like they're very really tough, tough animals. They're not ginormous, but they're really tough. And so I shot him. I go, yeah, it was a hit. And he goes, yeah. And then right when he was talking, well, I just pulled the trigger again. <laughs> so I shot the second time. I'm like, like, think I hit him again. <laughs> And he goes, like, well, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know you were shooting. I'm like, yeah, but you said he was about ready to go into that basin. I had like three seconds. So yeah. what am I going to do? Wait for you to get on him? Right. <laughs> and so uh, then sure enough, the goat had walked 20 yards at that point. He, f- he turns around, and, and I see the exit hole like, like in perfect position. I had uh, I'd shot him twice in the vitals, yeah. like two perfect shots. But he's there, and he's about ready you know, again, he just goes, shoot him again. <laughs> and I had a 338, you know. That, that's got some at, punch. At, at, yeah. It was 3 to 350, I think, you know, 325 to 350. And uh, so I aimed for the exit hole and, and put one in. Yeah. And he laid down. And later when we did recover him, 
it was like a sub MOA group in his vitals. So, I mean, yeah. I just was a little paranoid. It was the first goat hunt. He'd been that's, telling me all these stories about how tough so they were. Crazy. And so I just go, I'm going to. Now, he would have died after the first shot. In hindsight, I didn't know for sure where I'd hit him. And um, I just, I didn't want to lose. Your guy didn't even know you're shooting. So. He didn't know I was shooting two of the times. The last time he's like, you got him. I'm like, that was my third time. <laughs> Thanks for the help. <laughs> so that's crazy that they took, or that he took that much. Tyler, you right. shot a bull elk. Two weeks ago with 338? Yeah. About the same distance? What yeah, was your shot? Five, 500. Okay. So but even at 500, yeah. so a little less energy, it just, like, anchored that guy. Yeah. Like, he just he dropped dead. in his tracks well, on Bren- an elk. Brenda killed Bren- an elk yeah, Bren- with two shots with the 338 RPM on Sunday, and she didn't need the second shot. I just told her, put another one in. Yeah. No. But it had died after the first. So she she made two great shots. Yeah. He didn't need three. I'm just no, going to make sure. this clear, and it happened. Yeah. Um, I just had heard stories and we well, don't want them to run off and correct. fall off a cliff. That's like, the really problem. Far. They get to places you, that's actually the fourth thing. When she said there were three things, the fourth oh, thing yeah. was it needs to be in a place that you can recover the animal yeah. and, or that he's not going to fall 1500 vertical feet and be just a bloody mess. And you yeah. ruin the entire animal, yeah. um, meat, horns, Break cape horn in, in, yeah. in everything. Yeah. So that's actually the fourth thing. And he was going up to a pretty bad spot. I just had anchor him in my mind, and so I did. So he lays down after that third shot, and then about 10 seconds later, he must have twitched or something, and he fell down 20 yards. Mm. Um, and so the other three goats we were looking at would have been that were up high mm-hmm. would have been a 1,500-foot vertical drop straight down. Oh, my goodness. And so it, it just <laughs> a good spot. it all yeah. added up where it was the biggest one, fed down to us, perfect to a spot we could recover him, to 350 yards. So it was just like, so I told Brenda later, it, Brenda, it was handed to me on a silver platter. Like <laughs> it was just it. absolutely. Like kept checking all your boxes, yep. all your requirements. Yes, so they yeah. were to all be. there. To yeah. um, when we got up to it, uh, he did break his one horn in half just in 20 yards. No way. Wow. Then we looked at the blood trail because it was literally 20 yards from where it he'd fallen. substantial. There it was. <laughs> <laughs> the exit hole was substantial. I used the 185 TTSX. I shot Kudu with it this year. She just shot her elk with it. Um, I don't know, is that what you That's used? What I used to? Okay, yeah. and it worked, yep, worked great. Fine. It's been yeah. it's been a great combination, you know, going over three thousand foot a second. Yeah. But with one hundred eighty five gram with that three three eight, and and I'm confident I shot that goat in one shot. And so I, I just and and I have a lot of one shot kills. I just it was my only goat hunt, and I just I had this like. I don't want to regret anything today, and I just want this thing dead. <laughs> and later, I'm like, yeah, I probably should have gone a little easier, but I just had the adrenaline. I was like that 12-year-old kid in the whitetail stand for the first yeah, time. Yeah. I was so excited. That's awesome. And so, But here's the cool thing. We found um, his broken horn okay, and uh, brought it back. So was it's, it like it's now with the taxidermist. spot, or was it like kind of lucky that you found it? It took 45 seconds. We just oh, said, awesome. he was yeah. on that hill. Here's the blood. My guide goes, found it. So for the pictures, we like – fixed it on there like barely <laughs> it's a, it's and it kept duct tape <laughs> no it like kind of like fit in like a puzzle yeah, piece I mean, it's, kinda, it's like keratin right yeah. so it kind of like Correct. breaks jagged so you can yeah put it so back. all the pictures have it on there if you probably zoom in like some of it might be crooked because we, <laughs> we had to reaffix it like 15 times because <laughs> it kept coming off my first impression of going up to i mean they're they're larger than you think okay um their hides are, are just amazing um they're um, their hooves are are very amazing. They're uh, they're but they're they're padded in. You can actually push the bottom of them in. In in unlike um, other animals, you push in. It's real hard. It it has a grippy. Um, it's soft and grippy. Like a, like a dog foot almost. Yeah, I'm talking. I haven't looked at anything. Um, not not yeah, that soft, but harder. But yeah, it's like this part, and you can tell like how like they can grip goes with around. it. A rock. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty yeah, cool. That's wild. And so you can tell how they can climb so cool. Um. So he ended up being a six and a half year old Billy, which um, for up up there is a good you know it's a good Billy. You can get him seven or eight, um, but you know six and a half is well above you know you know I think awesome. four and a half and up you know is kind of more mature one in that part of the world. And I know it it, it dif- differs upon the areas, but you can get that off the horns. And when we did check it in afterwards, the guy who checks it in verified that it was six and a half. Awesome. Um, so which and was a, which was a good the, Billy. What is the length on that? Right. So his length was about nine inches, um, and and so. You know, it's again like you know, difference between a booner is like an inch or something. You know, right. so yeah. it's it's so little. So his his horns measured about uh, 
to be honest, I just threw a tape on it, and when I got home, like, real quickly, it could have been nine-something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it was over nine inches. Um, cool. You know, so it was a – it's awesome. a good – he just said that's a shooter billy. Uh, it wasn't a book billy. It was just a shooter, mature billy that you want to shoot. We passed a lot of young billies and the nannies and, you know, got this, yeah. this mature billy. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. So probably the hardest part of the whole hunt was the – well, the next two hours was photos and caping, um, and we did take out the whole cape because that's kind of the yeah. coolest part of the, the trophy on that's a go. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And so, so we – And I got the photo lesson, but then Adam had to give the guide <laughs> the photo lesson. Perfect. So we had lots of blurry photos, but in the <laughs> he end – He did. He captured he some great. great ones. No, no, no. He there are great. some great There ones. are he some did. great ones, um, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some blurry ones, but there were both, and so we um, – I would have, too. Yeah, yeah, we actually got, I think, enough video where we'll probably put together a little short film awesome. on it. Um, oh, cool. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's your guys' department. I haven't talked to Mac about how much yeah. she's gone through. I, yeah, I haven't seen any yeah. of the well, We're of here the to footage, tell you we got some great footage. <laughs> yeah. If he can't make a good video out of this, but it'll be short because <laughs> hey, it was a shorter hunt. The, the, the self-filmed iPhone video moose hunt two years ago was, that was phenomenal. They're so. always fun. That yeah. was fun. That was we really, have a, really good. We somehow, we get together, we just have a good time and... It's fun. So we so we did that. But anyways, then packing him off was obviously dark. Um, so so, so we come were, back into camp like, so I, I, yeah. I, uh, I did a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew he had shot, oh, okay. shot him. Yeah. I text. So I inreached. Yes. Um, I think yeah. we didn't have service down there. So I inreached her and let her know. I, I did. You know, we got back to camp at 1130. Um, it, but the, the, the two hours of it on the backs before the horses, it, it was not two hours of a – National Forest maintained trail was 0% incline. Right. So the, the hardest part was the first quarter mile yeah. in the dark off the mountain. I fell down several times. I skinned up my – there was one point I turned around. So I obviously he's going down on my butt. And when I fell, I, like, turned around and just gripped the <sighs> shale and scree. Like, just, just it, And it was yeah. going. I scratched oh my up my goodness. belly a little and then my shin. And, you know, I had a lot of weight, not as much as my guide because I'm a sissy, but I tried. <laughs> and uh, so that was tough. Then when we got off there, then it was to go through the deadfall. Um, which with is more weight. With, with yeah, weight. Awesome. Um, so then, then we do finally get to the horses. And it was a, you know, I've done longer packouts, but the, the per mile was rather difficult yeah. in the goat territory. And um, not to mention the mental part of knowing the grizzly population there is. Yeah, they, they told Brenda the first night we're sitting around and they were telling stories and I'm like, <laughs> I should not have stayed up for those stories. <laughs> I really don't appreciate what you're doing for me right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, my guide, I have to tell you this cause I just thought it was hilarious, but my guide, our, our guide didn't, didn't pack a gun and they're telling us all about these grizzly stories. But then when we were on our um, trip to by the first day, he found like a bear spray like clip, you know, the safety, the, like safeties. Kinda. Oh yeah, like so and he somebody runs up to me. Yeah, he runs up to me because he knows I had bear spray because I didn't have a gun on me. And he was more. I told Adam, I'm like, that's weird. That guy is more scared of my bear spray than a grizzly. He was like, wait, uh, don't move. Don't move. We <laughs> thought it was Brenda's <laughs> clip. It wasn't. It was oh, on the trail from yeah. somebody else. So, gotcha. yeah. so we I thought it was her you. clip, and he's like, hold on. Do not. So <laughs> it turns like out been he's been, before. he has. Yeah. He's been sprayed in the yeah. eyes before. And he's I like, I guess he's I'd never been attacked by a grizzly, but he has been sprayed in the eyes. Fair spray. Really rough. <laughs> I just laughed so hard. So anyways, we pack off. We get back to the horses. And then we got to ride in the dark. The horses are dead tired. You know, we get back to they the horses. They were running, though, right? 10 p.m. I mean, you couldn't hold these horses back for nothing. Through the trees, in the dark, they can they, see better. They can it was sense, like, yeah. have you been on Space Mountain in Disneyland, California? I have not. Or I've been on the one in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's dark, Space Mountain. and it's Space just Mountain. it's just jerky, fast, and dark. That's what it <laughs> yeah. was. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and, and every once in a while, I would, hey, bro, I'm yeah. going to check my OnX and make sure like we're still in Canada. I have no idea where we are. He's like, these horses <laughs> we're in will make Mexico their way back. Now. So I'd like stop, and I'm like. How are they on this trail that barely exists? <laughs> oh my gosh! They yeah. Know. Anyways, yeah. with all the you know the weight of the the goat and everything too, and so the bottom line is goat. though, Brenda had mm-hmm. taken over the kitchen at that point because the camp cook was injured. For sure. And there was steak and potatoes <laughs> and red wine at eleven thirty p.m. Oh, of course wow. there was. And a warm fire. There. <laughs> Northlands. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So that was yeah. super, um, super what a fun. cool. 
the storm was coming in after that, but there was a couple more days. Uh, we next day it was, I mean, it's almost half a day to turn your cape um, and all that kind of stuff, the ears and nose and yeah. the hooves and the uh, their little those claws or whatever those things are called. Yeah. Um, so just kind of did all that. So had a whole camp day um, that next day, um, you know, ended up packing out, I think, the day after that. Um, Larry ended up not getting a goat, and it was hard. Oh, no. Yeah, so it ended up. He almost He did. came by Sheridan on his way home, and which was super cool. And we actually gave him a tour on the, on a Saturday. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, so he ended up not getting a goat. And, and based on what they were seeing, it was definitely a good thing. I pulled the trigger that night, you know, because it was it was it was that good. May have been the good only you saw the, the whole trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's been know, hard work. You just never yeah. know. Um, so you know, as it as it turns out, you know, Brenda missed out on that part. But other than that, we had a a phenomenal you know phenomenal trip up there. So in total, with travel and getting in and getting out, even though it just seems like the hunt was so short, it was like a week, you know, somehow <laughs> between all that yeah, almost, so. you know, six yeah. days anyway. So do you know how the the burn turned out? Mm-hmm. Is she okay? Yes, yeah. she's yeah, doing she's well. Good. She, she's good. I guess mm-hmm. it's a painful recovery when you get burned that bad. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she's doing better. Good. Yeah. Good. She's mm-hmm. doing good. But it was, it was a, it was a fun hunt. Lived up to my expectations. Um, outfitter was great. The equipment, all used down to the caliber. You know, I, I'd kind of thought about bringing something smaller, but I said, you know, I heard goats are tough and had that 338 RPM with that little 20-inch barrel, um, and it just was a great little gun. A good mount gun. Oh, yeah. uh, really good. I was super happy about that gun Yeah. Um, on that trip that I chose kind of a smaller package, but the bigger bullet, it just was a great, great kind of combo. Um, so that was that was good, and uh, we took our cryptic stuff. We love that altitude gear is good up north. It's just um, it was good stuff, and that performed well, and... Yeah, probably the only bummer is it was so warm. Brought my insulated boots and we sweat and got blisters in our feet because it was yep. so warm. Mm. Should have brought the non-insulated yeah. Kinetrex. Oh. I brought the insulated ones, <laughs> but that's the only uh, regret. Only, only regret. And I then um, we're able to load up the goat and the guns uh, in the plane and flew back and cleared customs. Um, that's awesome. Did everything right. I was like, ah, shoot. Hope I did everything right. <laughs> did everything right from the wildlife perspective as well as the guns and the customs sure. and all that stuff. So we got to talk about meat, too. Oh, okay. So we got home. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. some people don't think goat's very good. It's goat. It's goat. It's, you know, in the, in the, in the meat hierarchy, <laughs> it's not real high, typically. Yeah, I mean, they were like, <laughs> well, yeah. They were like, double grind the back strap. Yeah. yeah, we're like, what? So we um, we didn't grind the back strap. I'm like, no, we're going to give the back strap a Look, fair chance. Give it a we go. haven't eaten that yet. No, but we ground, you know, um, I got Italian sausage seasoning and then did some like 30% fat. Um, beef fat, and then um, we ground it, and then that day after or something, we right, made we, we made my um, sausage sausage potato soup that is on Wild Flavors, yeah. um, and it was great. It was it was really good. Really good. It was fine. It was We've only cool. had it in Italian sausage. It did not taste any tougher. Nope. And what I've heard is. It doesn't have a bad flavor. It can be very very tough, yeah. but yeah. the flavor is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it was good. That's why we're going to, you know, I don't think we're just going to slap the backstrap on the grill at 400 degrees and invite over your best friend. But Yeah, we uh-huh. like made yeah. a stew out of tenderloins from an Ibex, uh, and, and it was, yeah. it, the flavor wasn't great, and it was really tough. It was like <laughs> Ibex-flavored warm chewing gum. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this was okay. We haven't, we haven't done a steak yet, so we'll see, but the Italian sausage was... Mixed with beef fat and high mountain seasoning was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> so, That's awesome. So, so far, uh, that was that was really good. And then Gary, my buddy, um, taxidermist. Um, oh, shout out for Gary. Yeah, yeah awesome. Gary English. Shout um, out. Great taxidermist and good friend. He's got the got the cape. We salted it up there and brought it back and um, got it to him this this past week as well. Dropped it off on our way to an elk hunt. We had a goat in the back and dropped off our cape and horns That's awesome. with the taxidermist on the way to get an elk. And uh, I think that's the. I don't know. Any other questions? Oh, thanks for sharing that. That's no, that was, awesome. That sounds like an amazing. Does it adventure. make you guys want to go on a goat hunt? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's a definitely a bucket list situation yeah. for me. Yeah. So it it's Doll really sheep. it's really different, Mount and it's goat. kind of I can see how it's addicting. It's because they're in such a different place. Your glassing areas you've never glassed. So it's very unique because mm-hmm. you're up so high in these rocks. And it's just, you're used to things coming out grazing. If you're used to other ungulates, like, you know, deer and elk, it's just such a different hunt than that. Right. It's just, in, and I've hunted a couple sheep. It was even different than sheep. And our guide said, I, there's nothing more fun than to hunt goat because 
it's even too when you're on the valley floor and you're horse riding or you're doing things. You can just talk and be loud because you know you're not jumping them on the trail. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're so in, a, they're they're in the, the woods. Spot. So yeah. it's like a different yeah. kind of hunt where it's like, uh, it's just really fun. It, it was. Yeah. It's really fun, challenging, and it's beautiful. It's pretty much always going to be beautiful terrain. And, you know, I talked to um, some different folks and some guys in hunting full and different things with tags. And, you know, you can put in for tags. It's hard to draw a goat, you know, in the lower 48. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd said at one point, save up your money instead of putting in for years for that. And for sheep, mm-hmm. yeah, go draw and everything. He said, save up for a goat. Just go, when you get your penny saved up, just go on a good goat hunt. Pick yeah. a good outfitter. And yeah. do it when you're not too old. Correct. I've heard that a few times. I've, yeah. Yeah. I talked our taxidermist Gary. Uh, he went on three goat hunts, and it took him three goat hunts. And you know, and he said the same thing: if you, if you wait till you can think you can afford it, you won't be able to, to do it physically. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's this balance. And if you're married and have family, it's tough because um, convincing other people that uh, I got to do it now, honey. It's <laughs> a tough deal. There's no time like now. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, what about? That's what I said about the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I have my uh, my Weatherby direct deposits to uh, to Alaska Adventure, <laughs> or for a hunt like that. Yeah, you got really a separate do. account like, like every, set up. Yeah, it's every, good. Mm. Every two weeks, a hundred bucks. That's, That's good. smart. That's, That's really idea. cool. So it do is. you do four hundred one k two or just so all I, to Alaska? I'll do. <laughs> I am. TMI. Pl- I am, no, <laughs> you don't I have to tell me this. For the future on that too. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a different kind of four hundred one k plan. It's a four hundred one yeah. goat plan. Uh-huh. But it is true when you do hunts yeah. like this, you do realize like if you wait till quote you're retired and it's twenty years from now, like you, sure. you you might not be able to do that hunt. And um, and that's what somebody I talked to. They said that they went back and got to go to a different time and said the first time they actually weren't in shape and had to quit. And so, oh, yeah. um, you know, so that's, yep. Yeah. Yep. That yeah. would be brutal. Mm-hmm. Really hard. So Brenda did mountain tough shout out for mountain tough. Yeah. Big yeah. shout out for mountain tough. And shout out. did it help? I, I didn't. Oh, the hard, oh, the hard day you were with the camp cook. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing but it. I was hunt. prepared. I was yeah. doing I was it and it, it definitely, mm-hmm. it definitely helped. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All those lunches. I was wishing I did it the day she was with the camp cook. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I should have done a mountain tough thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> legit. Yeah, we, yeah. we packed out elk, and I immediately te- texted Wes and was like, lunges. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your punishment right now. Yep. Well, thanks for sharing that story. That's awesome. It was yep. um, elk. Elk, elk uh, Valley elk Bighorn Valley. Outfitters for Mountain Goat. Yeah. <laughs> so look them up if you're yeah. interested in a mountain goat. Mm-hmm. They're a great outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Highly recommend awesome. them. Good guys, Ryan and Sam So they're, and their crew. So cool. Yeah. Well, we we'll probably have a few more hunting podcasts this uh, this season because it's been a good one. We've got some more. Yeah. We're not done. We've there's got quite a few left. There's quite a bit of hunting left to mm-hmm. do, which is which is awesome. So mm-hmm. um, stay tuned for that and got some new. We actually got to run because we got to go to a, yeah, a product another, meeting yeah, to talk about some new meeting. products. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> stay tuned for that too. Wonderful.